0: God's word for our consideration tonight comes from Matthew chapter 26, shortly after the Passion reading that we just read. Then Jesus said to Peter, put your sword back into its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my Father, and he will at once send me more than twelve legions of angels? but how then should the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must be so? This is God's word. The little girl lies awake at night, surrounded only by the darkness. She's nervous. There are all sorts of strange sounds around her. The wind is tapping the branches on her bedroom window. The door is creaking on the other side of the house. She's afraid of what things might be lurking in the darkness. Down the hallway in the master bedroom, her father can't sleep either. But it's not the sounds of the house that have him nervous. It's more the sound of his own thoughts. The father fears less for his own safety and more for his daughter's well-being. See, the father knows what kind of world his daughter is growing up in. He's heard the din of the culture war get louder and louder. He's listened to the arguments back and forth of whose values are the right values. And he knows his values are being threatened. He fears for his daughter. He fears for her future. He knows that his values are being threatened more every day And he knows that this world is going to try and convince his daughter that his Christian values that he holds so dear are the wrong values. Peter might have felt a similar fear early on Good Friday morning. Peter had noticed that something was a little bit off about Jesus the past few hours. Over the years, Peter had grown used to Jesus speaking with lofty wisdom But at last night's Passover dinner, Jesus was very direct. And at one point, he had even come after Peter. He said, Peter, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. What was Jesus thinking? Peter would never deny Jesus. Peter would give his life for Jesus. But as dinner ended and Jesus led his disciples out into the Garden of Gethsemane, the tension only increased. Now Peter was sure of it. All was not well with Jesus. Jesus went off to pray for a long time, and Peter had tried to pray for him, but he was exhausted and confused, and he fell asleep. But Jesus came back and snapped at him. Why can't you stay awake and pray with me? All was not well with Jesus. Or was it? A moment came when the distress seemed to wash off Jesus' face, and it was replaced with an eerie stone calmness. Jesus said, rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Peter's world started to spin as he realized what was happening. He looked out into the night, and he saw an armed mob marching up at them towards the hill. As the puzzle pieces came together, Peter shouted, start started to shake with fear he realized what these people were coming to do they wanted to take jesus away from him peter could not let that happen jesus was his friend his leader his messiah no peter would not deny jesus peter would prove that he would rather die for jesus and so he reached down for the hilt of his sword and looked over at his lord to wait for his command to fight But of course, the command never came. Jesus just had that same eerie calmness on his face as he let the mob march right up to him. Finally, Peter couldn't take it anymore. He saw the swords and clubs that the mob had, and he thought he only had one choice. He drew his sword, and he slashed at the closest person. But Peter was no soldier. And the person dodged at the last second, and Peter only sliced off his ear. Peter raised his sword to strike again when he felt Jesus grip his shoulders firmly, stopping him. Peter jerked his head around and looked at Jesus and immediately got angry. Was that compassion in Jesus' eyes? Peter didn't need Jesus' compassion. He was trying to save Jesus. Jesus, don't you know who these people are? Don't you know they want to kill you? Maybe you felt a fear similar to Peter's, a fear that the world is trying to take your Christian faith away from you, a fear that you're being surrounded and they're trying to ruin your Christian values that you hold dear, maybe for you or maybe for the next generation. How do you respond to that fear? How do you respond when it seems like the world is dismantling Christianity one church at a time? Do you lash out against the people who speak against Jesus? Do you take a more measured approach and try to poke holes in their armor looking for ways you can discredit their reputations? Do you march forward your arguments and then prepare to raise your voice if they would dare to argue back? In a way, all these responses come from the right place. They come from a heart that loves Jesus. Of course, Jesus has done everything for us. Our whole lives revolve around Jesus. Of course, we want to defend Jesus. But these responses also come from a place of fear. And if we let that fear control us, we act in haste and in hate. If we see the swords and the clubs, if you will, of the people coming after us, we feel like our only choice is to draw our swords in defense. And Jesus says to us, with compassion in his eyes, just as he said to Peter, Put your sword back in its place. For all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my Father and he will at once put at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels? But how then will the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen in this way? That command to put your sword away can be as confusing and as infuriating to us as it must have been for Peter. We might say to Jesus, Jesus, don't you hear what they're saying about you? Don't you understand they want to get rid of you? But Jesus calls us to put our sword away. Because the kingdom that Jesus rules is not like the kingdoms of the world. The weapons that we use to defend Jesus' kingdom or try to expand its territory are not the same weapons that the kingdoms of the world use. The kingdoms of the world use weapons like power, influence, force, to try and get people to change their outward behavior. But if we were to try and use those same weapons against the kingdoms of the world, we will fall by those weapons. Jesus offers us a better weapon, a better tactic. Jesus didn't come to force people to change their outward behavior anyways. He came to change people inwardly. And the only way to change someone's heart is by sacrificial love. The sacrificial love that Jesus showed the whole world on the cross. And Jesus calls us to follow in his footsteps. Instead of lashing out at someone who would speak against Jesus, Jesus calls us to be patient and even to forgive them. Instead of seeing the people who oppose Christianity as people that we need to force into submission, Jesus says that we need to love them as we love ourselves. So when you start to feel like that father who fears for his daughter's future, Or like Peter, who feared that the world was taking Jesus away from him. Put your sword away. And remember just who it is you feel the need to defend. This is Jesus, who is sitting at the right hand of God. No matter how much it seems like the world is winning, Jesus has it under control. Think about it. When Jesus was dragged away, arrested, and dragged to the cross... Peter thought that Jesus was being defeated. But it was the opposite. Jesus was the one who was conquering. He conquered death by submitting to death. In the same way, if it ever seems to you like the world is approaching, defeating Christianity, you have nothing to fear. Jesus is on the throne, and he has all the power of legions of angels and more behind him. And he puts that power... Into your hand. He gives you a new weapon to fight with the sword of the Spirit, God's Word. God's Word is your weapon in the world, God's Word that lays out for the world Jesus' sacrificial love for them. God's Word may seem like a weak or ineffective tactic tactic in the face of the anti Christian mob, but don't be fooled. It has all the power of God Himself and His promise behind it. His promise that his word will not return to him empty But will accomplish what he desires and achieve the purpose for which he sent it So you can sleep easy tonight and every night this year no matter how crazy the world gets Because Jesus has taken away all your fears put your worldly sword away and instead take up the sword of the Spirit share God's Word with others and trust God to go to work, amen.